Good morning. I'm Wimala, and today is Friday, June the 24th. We are racing to the end of the month. Um, I just uh, heard the news that Roe versus Wade was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court, and 49 years ago it was enacted. So I remember very well when that happened, uh, and it was it, when the when it was first passed by the Supreme Court and put into action, where each each state could have their own uh, could well. It's about reproductive rights and the rights of women to have abortions, and it was had been a it was a joyous time, and uh, it felt like it was it was a law that was going to make things more uh, balanced for women who had money to afford to do things that that they needed done no matter what, and to balance out uh, an average person's inability to go to another country or uh, pay for an expensive procedure that, that had who the, had the money to get the medical care they needed. So there were a lot of reasons it was a victory and just that rights for women had uh, uh, advanced that much that that could become a woman's right to determine her reproductive uh, life. And that's been overturned now, and uh, it's been a long time coming. But what I'm trying to hold on to is the, the realization I've had recently that we have to be really serious about understanding the impermanence of everything, that we don't have control over uh, things that we thought we had control over, and things change all the time, that changing nature of everything because of this impermanence. So I thought there was a quote I wanted to read by Sylvia Borstein because I know there's a lot of anger. There's, there is a lot of frustration and a lot of uh, bitterness about this decision. It's much more a political decision than a decision based on uh, equality, fairness, women's rights, you know, it's, it's all political. But I think it's really important for us to turn to our practice, whatever our opinion is on this topic, uh, to turn to our practice, because this could create a lot of upheaval and political unrest and uh, serious repercussions on both sides just because of anger loosened anger. But here's a quote from Sylvia. The practice of seeing clearly is what finally moves us towards kindness. Seeing again and again the infinite variety of traps we create for seducing the mind into struggle. Seeing the endless rounds of meaningless suffering over lust and aversions which, though seemingly urgent or essentially empty. So seeing that over and over again, those 
the infinite variety of traps we create, we feel compassion for ourselves. So I think this is a time that we need to see the situation and look for compassion for ourselves in it and uh, try to work with anger, frustration, hopelessness. I know this is such a huge issue for so many uh, that it's, it's going to create a lot of sadness and despair. But I think to remember the practice of seeing clearly is what finally moves us toward kindness. We have to see that this, these struggles that we create, we have to be able to let them go. We suffer, we suffer, and it's time for us to feel compassion for ourselves. So, if you're, if this is, if this is an issue that's close to your heart, please just uh, try to find uh, compassion for yourself, compassion first for yourself and then for others, because it's a very, this is a very dangerous time. So. Let's start, speaking of dangerous, uh, let's start with sending intention, and you can do it again at 11, but we can send this loving-kindness, this metta practice, by setting our intention each day. And then at 11, you can do this again, because people all over the world are doing that, uh, and having that energy together uh, for support. Our intention is that, is that peace in Ukraine be immediately, completely, and permanently restored with no further loss of life and that the country maintain its sovereignty as an independent democratic nation. So even when we have big issues in our own country, we can see that uh, there's so much, so many ways we'd like to help people in Ukraine, and our hands are tied in a lot of ways, maybe mostly in an effort to prevent another world war. So send your good intentions for Ukraine and Work with self-compassion for yourself and compassion for others. And try not to try not to forget the Buddhist teachings on impermanence and suffering and the changing nature of everything. And we can maybe that will help you deal with it. But it's part this is just part of seeing the world. Uh, the way the Buddha taught us to see it. We can't take things personally. And uh, it's okay to work for change, but try not to use anger as the energy that you use. Try to find kindness, find metta. Otherwise, it's uh, counterproductive all the way. So why don't we sit first? Well, I'll, what I'd like to do today, I'd like to read something now this is from the book, 
that's a compilation of Thich Nhat Hanh's uh, writing. And before we start to meditate, and just this is this is good. This is not necessarily for well. This is in his uh, collection of some writings to help you if you're going through grief of losing a loved one. But any kind of grief or any kind of anger or feeling of great loss or change that we don't like, I think this uh, this is beautiful to read. Your breath is your life raft in a stormy ocean, the anchor keeping you in your body. Follow your breath and notice what is happening in your body. Feel your abdomen rising and falling. When we are very upset, our breathing may be fast and shallow, and our chest may heave. Just focus on these bodily sensations. Become aware of any constrictions in the body, any tightness or pain, and do your best to breathe into those places and release the tension. Keep your awareness on your bodily sensations and the flow of your breathing. Do not try to change or force anything. Just become aware of what is happening. Your breathing will naturally start to calm down and your mind and body will begin to relax and calm down as well. Wherever we are, we can practice conscious breathing, whether we're sitting, walking, standing, or lying down. Just follow your breathing. Just following your breathing can already bring a lot of peace and relief. Whenever we become overwhelmed with grief, despair, or sorrow, our breathing is the stable, solid ground that we can take refuge in. To help us stay focused on our breathing with each in and out breath, we may like to say silently, breathing in, I know I'm breathing in, breathing out, I know I'm breathing out, in, out. Don't force or try to change your breathing. Just observe and follow it. If your mind wanders off, gently invite it back to follow your breathing again. Our breathing will naturally calm down and become a little slower and deeper. So I think we can practice with that anytime, any place, anything we're doing. In a wonderful book on Deepa Mash, someone asked her, actually it was Sylvia Borstein's husband, if it wasn't okay to be angry, if you were, it says, oh, he, he's, she was always saying that we don't need to be angry. We don't need to be angry to be effective or to get things done, that anger is, anger doesn't help any situation. And uh, Sylvia's husband asked her, this is back in, in the 70s, 
well, what if someone someone were to threaten to hurt your grandson? Wouldn't that make you angry? And she said, I would protect my grandson. I would I would make sure he was he was uh, protected by me, but I wouldn't do it in anger. I would do it with a clear mind, with metta, with peace. And so uh, I think that's something we need to always remember if we want to protest, if we want to um, get involved in political change and political action. We don't have to do it with anger. We need to be sure that it's coming from a loving heart, from a compassionate heart. And otherwise, any anything we uh, we change, it's, it's, uh, it's been done for the wrong reasons. So I think those are things we need to really think about and not be surprised by this kind of change in the, in the country's politics, in the, in the feeling that you even have about your own country, perhaps. But accept that this is the way of, the, of samsara, this change, this impermanence. So why don't we sit now and just be with the breath. So find the posture that lets you be awake and attentive, but relaxed. Throw your shoulders back. You can be in any posture, but feel your chest opening up. Uh, let your spine stretch out. If you need to have uh, some pillows or uh, props to help you be in a good posture, that's perfectly okay. We do what we need to do to work with our body. Each body is different. And let's just work with the breath today. You may want to have a few deep breaths in and out just to gather yourself, to be in one place, to be in the body. All your little distracted parts, you can bring it in. And let your breathing in and out help you. Maybe take three or even four deep breaths Breathing out, you can even open your mouth. And then as you begin to feel more and more present in the moment, let your breathing just become your natural breath. Just let your body breathe. body take charge. That's what it does. And just notice the breath. We want to bring it down to the belly 
If your breathing is up in your upper, almost in your throat, that's not good. So put your hands on your belly if you need to. Feel your belly. As you inhale, the belly will come out a bit. And as you exhale, it contracts. Breathing in, I'm aware of breathing in. Breathing out, I'm aware of breathing out. And keep that awareness in the belly. Whatever strong emotions you're working with, and maybe you've been fe- something you feel has arisen, something that's in your body has risen up, maybe not. But if you're dealing with strong emotions, staying with your breath is very, very powerful. We can let go of the story and just let our deep breathing, breathing in, breathing out. Let it help in letting those deeper Strong emotions just pass through us.
whatever you might be dealing with, always know that our breath can help us work with it. Now, if you can, continue to sit, but as we end our time together, let's send merit. May everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all sentient beings, all beings everywhere. May we find peace so that we may be a refuge to all beings we come in contact with. Thank you. I hope you uh, can go to the temple tomorrow if you're local. Aaron Dank is giving a talk. And I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Yes, thank you, Eva. Everything we do, we need to cope with it through metta, through kindness, through love, and find compassion for ourselves. We have, this maybe doesn't sound appropriate, but self-compassion is where we have to begin, just as we do with metta.